podcast, Greater Than Yourself, Season 3. Do you have an idea for an episode or question for John and Fred? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. All right. Welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself. My name is John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And joining us again for the season three finale is our friend Roland. What up? It's, it's the, rare, <laughs> the rare guest who actually no. takes the cue to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't making fun of you. We were, I was waiting for you to not say anything like exactly. our previous guests who just sit oh. there in stunned silence like they forgot they were on a podcast. I thought I did something wrong. You just looked at me. No, you, was you did it right. We're just not used to it. That? That's perfect. I think, I think that with the video, they think that they're on fucking C-SPAN or something and they can just be like, yeah. huh? just do like a mm-hmm. nod. <laughs> For the viewers at home, right? But then also, if you there's certain podcasts you listen to, like I'll notice that on Fresh Air, when Terry Gross is introducing someone, I'm always expecting them to jump in and be like, "Hi!" But then she <laughs> she just immediately is like, "And he did this book," and but you know, and I'm just right. like, "Oh wow!" Mm-hmm. Jumped in there, didn't even let him talk, and then it's like she eventually five minutes later is like. Welcome to Fresh Air. And he's like, <laughs> Thank oh, you for I having do, me. Now I, okay. <laughs> I think, I don't know. They must rehearse. Anyway. I do, I do love me some Terry Gross, though. Just yeah. throwing yeah. that out there. Did we ever talk about the, the Oakland graffiti that you could see no. from the BART train? The West Oakland uh, BART station. So, like, just east of that, as you're going into the East Bay, if mm-hmm. you were. If you were looking out towards, so I guess it's north. If you were looking to the north of the tracks, there was this old abandoned building. It used to be a liquor store, and somebody had spray painted on it, like across the whole building. It just, it just simply said, "NPR Fresh Air Terry Gross." <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's genius, but yeah. it's legit. Well, I was like, I was going into Berkeley, and um, I was like just you know sitting next to one of those like sketchers guys that's just like drawing people on the train and i looked up just randomly i looked up and i saw it and laughed and there's this and this guy tapped me and he was like the terry gross thing right right brings us to our topic the 11 step directions are not optional <laughs> <laughs> it was an incredible segue, John. That was perfect. I mean, seamless. <laughs> Absolutely seamless. So, yeah, um, I think that we both wanted to have Roland on for this one because, uh, yeah, you know, strong 11-step sharing in meetings because on 11-step. It's You're one of those people who I hear share who I can immediately tell is actually uh, following the directions, which is, you know... <laughs> inherently a a good thing when you're talking about directions for something that you've actually experienced them um and also just because you know we wanted wanted you back in general on the show um first i think first disclaimer that i want to make about this episode is that the 11 step directions are actually entirely optional 
as mm. as are all of the directions for all of the steps. So for someone who doesn't want to say I work the twelve steps and be a liar, then these are completely <laughs> optional. If you don't want to recover from alcoholism and be useful to someone in giving them the directions to do so, totally optional. Our aim here is to talk about, you know, hey, I do the 12 steps. These are part of the directions. If I'm not doing this, maybe I should reevaluate the first half of that statement, right? So with that, I'll hand it over to our guest of honor, Roland H., I like how softly you started it out. Yeah. Like, I just really, yeah. There was no shade in there whatsoever. I know. I was actually like kind of calm and relaxed. Yeah, previous to, yeah, it's nice. Hey man, I got, I got a sleeping baby next door. You know, I gotta, I gotta keep it on the low key. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's interesting with this 11 step because it's, um, easily probably the, the most confused step in the book. Right. I think that, uh, you know, steps 10 and 11 together, um, but specifically step 11, I think if anybody comes into AA for their first couple months or even years and, and hears 11 step meetings, I mean, you'll hear just absolutely everything. <laughs> I mean, everything under the sun from transcendental meditation to uh, Reiki to, uh, you know, right. whatever else that you typically hear in meetings. But I think that it's it's some of the most clear cut in the directions mm -hmm. like it gives you a blow by blow exactly of how to apply these directions in your daily life totally and it wasn't until i was shown how to really apply an 11 step did it really come together um and, and make sense as far as what we're doing with the steps and what we're doing with this higher power thing mm -hmm. um that it, that's just been my experience, but I mean, we can jump into the reading and just kind of go from there. So let's do it. Um, so at the bottom of page 85, it starts step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy. It would be easy to be vague about this matter. Yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could, have, what could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others? What we could, what we could pack into the stream of life? We must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Pretty clear. Pretty clear. I mean, it's taking more inventory, basically. I mean, it, we, we, we're given the 10-step directions, and the 10th step was to, to continually to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. We're continually taking inventory. We're applying the first nine steps. We get to step 11, we're still taking inventory we're still taking a look at our motives. We're still taking a look at our behaviors. We're still taking a look at our actions and our thought life on a daily basis. And, um, within the evening prayer, um, and the evening reflection, it's to points to a lot of the same things we've already glossed over and taken a look at in the, in the previous uh, steps. Or was I resentful? Was I selfish? Was I dishonest? Was I afraid? You know, all the same things that we've already done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's easy to simplify that top, 
paragraph that when we retire at night kind of as like, okay, so how did I do with step 10 today? Or like, mm-hmm. really, how did I do with 10 and 12? Because 10 always redirects me to, you know, helping other people. Um, but it's also such a, a good thing that you pointed out the whole thought life thing. We're going to cover that more in the next like four paragraphs, but spoiler alert, um, you know, there's stuff that we're going to do in the morning that is not only, Hey, let me remind myself to do this 10 step stuff where I watch for these things that I'm going to see at night. Did I successfully watch for them? Did I experience them? Did I do 10 step stuff about them when they happen? In addition to that, we're also going to be listening for guidance and using other tools in these next few pages, like pausing and asking, turning my thoughts, things that aren't encompassed necessarily in step 10, um, that are what the paragraph, the first paragraph you read that are what that's talking about actions, you know, cause like when I, when I see the line right before you started reading, but we must go further and that means more action. Like when I would read that and then it would start talking about prayer meditation, I'm like, I thought we were going to talk about action. Like what's, what's going on here, bud. <laughs> but the text from 86 through 88 is so full of so many actions that, like it talks about on 87, I, I get to get better at, at doing those actions and at seeing that they are actions. They are things mm-hmm. I can do during the day and then reflect on at night. I get better at seeing that and learning how to use them as I do it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a good, good point because it's, it's, I like what you said about it being like, how did I do with 10 and 12? You know, because that's really ultimately what we're doing here is taking a look at how my day went. I made a bad habit in the early days of like doing step 11, not having any thought whatsoever, just bulldozing through my day, mm-hmm. getting to the end of the evening, taking a look at this stuff and be like, God damn, dude, like what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, I don't like to look at, at any of these last really any of the steps altogether, but I don't like to look at them singularly. Like this is, Oh, this is an 11th step problem or this is a 10th step problem I'm having, or, or this is a 12 step problem. This is a culmination of all of them put together. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it, we're throwing like everything, all of these directions on a daily basis at our, our life, you know? And, uh, the result is when I do that cum- cumulatively, what I get is at the end of the day, looking at this 11 step stuff, I can look in and go, was I resentful? Uh, not really. Was I selfish? Meh. Maybe here or there. Was I dishonest? And I can look at it and, and, and there's a lot less mm-hmm. at the end of my day. So, yeah. And I, I actually had never, uh, John thought of the 10th step, you know, the idea that this is kind of like just a culmination of our 10 steps throughout the day, leading us to 12. I never, that was, but that's your, yeah, that's what a, uh, what a great observation. And then, you know, in that first, um, in that first paragraph that you read, uh, you know, it talks about how it works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. Mm. Right. And so, um, to me, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, you know, AA could also just be attitude and action. Right. So it's like, mm. what is the attitude I'm taking towards this power that I'm attempting to make contact with or that I have made contact with? 
And then what is the action I'm taking to honor that power, right? So um, that is, you know, stepped into my life. And so, um, you know, what is the proper attitude, right? The proper attitude is, is that I'm bringing this sense of, you know, that I want to connect this power and change to be, to grow towards it, right? Mm-hmm. So that I want to eliminate the things that are standing in the way of my ability to reach this power or to have this power flow in so that I can experience more of the power and so that I can be more effective and more useful for the power. And I love what you started with, Roland, because you said what, I mean, you know, this, this, um, this episode shouldn't be called the 11th step directions are not optional. The, the episode should be called, why would anybody even think that they are <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and, and why is it always that the, the steps with such that have the most clear direction are the most confused, right? right? Six and seven, um, 10 and 11, right? right. The most clear direction. Cause even four is kind of like, a little bit sure. amorphous, right? Yeah. And and I mean, even our friend Clay talks about it, right? He says like, oh, it's big on, um, what's he say? It's big on function, but not on form, right? Mm. So like, they tell you what to do. They don't necessarily, they can kind of give you some examples, but even they're kind of like, yeah, if you kind of want to do it this other way, fit step, they're way out there, right? Oh, talk to who? Talk to this guy. Talk to that guy. Talk to two people. Like, just get it done, really. It's kind of the effort, right? Mm. And like, but then we get here and it's like, um, yeah, we could be super vague, but we're not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, we but could every, be. But everyone you meet is going to be like, 11 step, you know, well, I'm pretty vague on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, my, but what, what my 11 step looks like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Is I like to hump a tree in the woods, <laughs> you know, uh, in the, in the cold moonlight. Right. It's like, right. but that's not what it says at all. Right. It's like a very, very clear, specific thing. And it's driving us to the thing that we are attempting to do in six and seven. And I love what you said, Roland, about like, just kind of the culminate. This is right. This is the culmination of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our good friend, um, um, you know, good good friend of the pod, former senator or sitting senator, uh, Ted Cruz. Right? Um, he'll send the out. He'll send out the old um, the old I packed group text today, mm-hmm. uh, or, or group text. You know, once in a while. You know, and um, and I always love that. And that always, you know, it's like he's sitting down, looking back on his day, and he's basically judging himself based on you know, did I or did I not pack into the stream of life today? And I love right. that. You know, mm-hmm. um, but again, it's just it's so clear, and um, and it's it's so. Uh, obvious and I'll be completely honest. Like there are many a day when I sit down and I look at this, these two questions jump right off the page. What were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, my 35 minute commute to work after I've already done the morning. Oh, whoops. There is sorry. Seconds. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I'm like, 12 minutes well more than 12 minutes but i'm let's say i'm 42 minutes removed from like this beautiful moment of connection with my higher power and now i'm like i'm like driving to work and like i'm not like cutting people off or like being a dick i'm just completely obsessed with like what i'm gonna do that day how it's gonna affect me like um you know how 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 i'm gonna impact this thing how i'm gonna move this over here and i'm gonna do this and that right and i'm just get completely obsessed with myself and then i get home and i go was i thinking of my yeah, I made it. I made it seven minutes of <laughs> the day, right <laughs> before the thoughts immediately turned to myself. You know, yeah, I thought about it a while ago, and I was just thinking, like, you know, what percentage of my day am I actually like thinking about me? Because I've done mm-hmm. I've done this eleven step, my you know, since I first got sober, and I was like, man, I, I was probably at like I don't know, I was probably at 
95% of my day when I first got sober, where I was just thinking about me all the time. Right. And I'm probably at like 90%. No. <laughs> I was going to say you know 94 I mean? and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm probably giving myself all sorts of leeway there by saying 90, but it's just like, that's the shit. But I, I you Roland, said something progress, about, not perfection. You're a no, winner in my book. No. I, I don't know what time you got up, but you know, one of us is the most sober. I got up at six thirty. What time do you guys get up? Four forty-five. I'm I'm an You're hour ahead of you. Fucking asshole. So. <laughs> 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 um, the cool thing about it is that, um, unlike the stuff that you were talking about that you will hear in meetings, um, you know, eleven-step meeting. Like I want to do quotes around eleven-step meeting. <laughs> um, unlike the stuff that you'll hear in there, i.e. In 1986, a man named Gerald in Taos, New Mexico, spoke to me of the wolf spirit. You know, <laughs> it keeps it keeps going back to that this season. But that character, uh, yeah. Un, unlike that stuff, <laughs> this isn't magic, and it isn't no. wishful thinking. It's mm. it's a set of directives, and you take the actions, and you get to practice them every day, and then. What happens as you know, spoiler again, what happens <laughs> as you practice them, you get better at at them. <laughs> like Yeah. And like more, anything else you do repeatedly. I mean, I mean, th- th- this is a setup here as well. Like there's a setup here and, and before we get to the end of uh once we get to the end of the on awakening, there's a setup here and it there's there's like purpose to this. There's right. purpose yeah. to this in connection right. to a higher power. It's not just that I'm bookending my day with like thinking about how was I helpful? You know, we're trying to actually get to a position where a higher power is, is giving us direction in our life. Like we'll get there here in a couple, you know, paragraphs, but it's not just self-examination. That's not what we're doing. If we were just going to, and that's why, so you, you heard somebody say like, okay, I journal and I do a gratitude list at night. So it's like, are either of those right. things like intrinsically bad things to do? I, I don't know. I don't see the point in doing a gratitude list. It's more thinking about me. But mm-hmm. if those two things are used in conjunction with some kind of mechanism that keeps me accountable to see what parts of self continue to block me from being useful to other people and then redirects me to what kind of corrective measures should be taken being asked of some power that I'm connected to, then I'm going to ultimately be being whittled down into something more useful, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that would be part of a productive process, I believe. Right. And then I just want to point this out too, because I know we're going to be going down the, the road of kind of making fun of the, the people we talk about that, we know are not doing this. Right. <laughs> and there is like this other group, right. That kind of an, annoy me as well, which is like, and I've hear, I hear these people, which is like the people who want to um, like overanalyze um, why he put the night directions before the day directions or the morning directions. Like it fucking matters. Like, yeah. Oh, well, you know, he puts the nut and I've heard, I literally just heard somebody say it in a meeting the other day and I threw up in my mouth a little bit <laughs> because we were in a room full of like new people. And I'm like, this is the least helpful thing you could right. be talking about. Right. I always now. find like, it very you- useful when I start with a new guy though, because I'm like, okay, so tonight do the night thing. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. Well, you guys have <laughs> you get basically stolen 25 minutes of, of what I was going to talk about. Of your dissertation. So I don't... I don't know what to where to go from here actually <laughs> start reading yeah. that would be a good way to go <laughs> <laughs> on awakening let us think about the 24 hours ahead we consider our plans for the day before we begin we ask god to direct our thinking especially asking to be divorced from self-pity dishonest or self-seeking motives under these conditions we can employ our mental faculties with assurance for after all god gave us brains to use our thought life will be placed in a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. I fucking love that paragraph. Mm, so good. Dude, uh, it, it's God gave us brains to use. That debunks fucking 90% of the shit that we'll hear in meetings. When right. like, well, you know, <laughs> right. If you want to make a decision, call your fucking sponsor. You want to be in a relationship? Absolutely not. You know, right. we're always going to be sick. We're always going to be suffering. We never get recovered. We will always be recovering. You know, all of this shit that you hear, it's like, fuck no, man. Right. No, you know, we get recovered. And this is where it kind of gives the explanation to that. Right. I mean, all of the promises, all of the other stuff that it talks about in the book, but it really comes to a point here. Where it's like God gave us brains to use. No, 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 no. The idea that we're doing here with the 12 steps is that we get recovered and we get to this place where we no longer have to, we become God reliant. Right. We get this relationship with this higher power that then directs us in our life. It carries us and we can use our brains. We can use all our faculties. I can make these decisions in my life. I get to a place where I'm no longer subservient to a bottle. And I'm no longer subservient to a fellowship, mm. you know, to tell me how to live my life or a sponsor to tell me or, or a group of drunks or whoever else it is. It's like, no, man, you can get to a place where this no longer is your problem. Right. And you I'm can start eat. doing one of these things. I know. Preach, Preach. brother. <laughs> I feel like we're at a Christian rock concert. Uh, it's, except it's good. John is just, John is just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just got his hands up to the Lord. <laughs> doing, doing one of these things. What is that? I don't know. You always see hands in the air at Christian concerts doing like what is the, way weirder what is the, hand uh, symbol things than you would see at like metal shows. Yeah. yeah. It's weird when they throw up the blood sign. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that one's hard no, to do above your head. I'll give them extra credit for that. <laughs> so uh, I love what you said. And what you made me think of. So uh, there's a really famous business book it's called uh, it's by dale carnegie it's called um how to win friends and influence people and um and in it he talks about how um humans are innately self-centered mm-hmm. how all humans think about themselves the majority of the time and when i had read that book before i got sober and then i i re-listened to it in sobriety and i thought all I could think about was like all the people in me. Well, that's just my alcoholic thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that's just my alcoholic thinking. And I love what you said, Roland, because it really is like, you know, and you had, you had kind of alluded to this earlier, like the idea of like, it's not an 11 step problem. Like anybody who has a problem, it's a, it's a first step problem. There is no such right. thing as anything but a first step problem. Sure. Either you have this thing or you don't. Yeah. That's the only problem that there that exists, right? It's like, um, and, um, and the only thing that connects us as alcoholics is the way that alcohol affects us once we take the drink that's the only thing right they make it clear in the book that's the only thing that affects everybody 
is selfish and self-centered. Even John's grandmother who hasn't had a drink in, you know, 60 plus years, you know, and is winning the, the sit down last if you're the longest sober person at the convention or whatever. Right. Um, you know, my favorite part about this, um, on awakening paragraph is, um, is, is where it talks about divorcing ourselves, Hmm. um, from the things that we're trying. And, and before we, before we go, I just, I don't know, there's something about that. That's just, I love, and, and there's something about this paragraph and, um, and, and probably for me, this paragraph, even maybe more so than, than the previous paragraph where to me, it's like, um, there is, I don't even try to interpret anymore. I try to stick so tightly to the directions, um, every day that if I don't, and I have a very specific routine with it. Like I, I get mm-hmm. up, I do the exact same movements almost um, every single day. In fact, it's almost, it throws me off when I don't, when I'm not like at my house, right? Like if I'm in a hotel or if I'm like at a guest, if I'm like somebody's guest or something like, then it's a little bit different because I literally go to a specific spot, sit in a specific place and sit a specific way and, and ask God to direct my thinking. Uh, and I ask God, I literally say those exact words, you know, right. divorce me of my selfishness or I divorce me of my self pity, my dishonest, my self seeking motives. And, um, you know, it's just like, uh, I just love that. I just love that line. I love the way it makes me feel in the morning. Um, when I, when I say that, you know, first thing. Yeah. And this is the back to like the really specific directions. Like it doesn't get much more specific. It tells you exactly, you know, what to do. So, you know, what I love about this portion of the the 11th step is that I'm bookending my day with God. I'm waking up and the first thing I'm doing when I put my feet on the ground is I'm involving God in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm bringing him into the fold, basically. Uh, you know, upon awaking, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. I do that, you know. We consider our plans for the day. I, so I consider my plans for the day. Before I do that, though, I ask God to direct my thinking, especially asking to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. You guys sponsor, right? <laughs> What's that? You guys do that? You guys sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So have you ever taken a guy through the 11th step and then they go, man, I don't know. You know, I'm confused about that. It doesn't, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. These directions are, you know, it happens all the time when it, it's, it's some of the most clear. It's like, all right, read that and then do it. You know, it's just <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to be as I don't know why gentle. that's so I, funny. So I do it and then I read it? Or Yeah, yeah. So that on awakening, do that at night, you know? All right. No, I have that experience with people in sponsorship where I'm just like, I'm, I'm going through this and... And I, I end up being asked questions like that. Okay, so, so you know exactly what I what would I do? You, um, I do exactly this. I'm just like we just like literally exactly. But I will, I'll, I'll have them. I'll be like, get a piece of paper because it's like it's hap- it happens every time. I'm like, get a piece of paper. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wake up, and I'm just rereading the paragraph that we just read. Yep. But I'm saying yep. this is what you'll do <laughs> to do step right. eleven in the morning. Um. It's weird that it always comes down to that, though. And then it's kind of like, okay, so like, you know, for me, I, I've I've kind of given the gambit of like, do this every single day, all of this for two weeks, and tell me that your life is not different. Mm. Like, it's not going to happen. You're either gonna not do that and go away, yeah, or you're right. gonna be like, fuck, I need more of this, you know. And mm-hmm. that's the only two options that ever happen. Um, and 
what I really love about this paragraph is our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In that one sentence for me personally is like just, it's an all encompassing like solution to every single thing that stood in my way of recovery in previous attempts at AA, you know, mm-hmm. yep. um, until I came back to AA in my thirties, I had no idea that it, I had never heard anything like that. And mm-hmm. I, and I had memorized much of this book and I was proof positive that a big book thumper could be somebody who can't, stop drinking right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and is like a, really creeping people out by you know being on their high horse about aa while drunk um right so to me our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear to wrong motives the idea of living um clear to wrong motives and living every day of my life pre-considering how i can bring a better purpose into all things I'm doing and asking for guidance and all those things and considering my thought life before I start my day, you know, asking for self pity, this thing that like almost killed me when you Mm -hmm. really look at a lot of my resentment, a lot of my fear, self pity blocked me from like really, really great things happening in my life, you know? Um, dishonesty, just my, my life when I came to the 12 steps was a fucking web of lies, like mm-hmm. purposeless lies, you know, many lies to keep up some kind of standing. So I wouldn't get found out about whatever, but many, 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 many more lies that had no reason to even occur. I just, it was like lying for fun. Some people are sport fuckers. I'm a fucking, I'm a liar. <laughs> maybe, maybe a sport fucker. Um, and self That's a lie. Right. That's a lie. <laughs> I got to call my spawns. Self seeking motives. So, like, mm. right off the bat, like Roland was talking about, the first thing that I do in the morning, I have a little area right behind me um i sit on the ground and i literally do this stuff and you know so when i when somebody asks me when we're going through this okay so what do you do well i literally do this um uh how 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 long have you done that thousands of times yeah (laughs) thousands of times every morning i've done this um i start my day by not only considering what I can bring into the day, but the first thing I do is to ask God to make me not think in a way that serves me and that makes me feel sorry for myself or be dishonest in any kind of motive. Right. Right. The thought that like, that's where I'm at for all those days in a row in my life, um, is so fucking weird, dude. That's like so weird. And like the reason I kind of am dwelling on it for a second here more is that like, again, if there wasn't a set of actions, I would never have gotten there. I would, I would like all the wishful thinking on earth, 
joining several religions, all kinds of therapy, different medications, different drug experiences, all kinds of you know, romantic partners and moving and all this different shit to try to find some kind of inner stability. It literally came from just getting up every day and doing this stuff and redirecting to 10 and 12 through the day and through the night review. That's what produced that in my life, you know? And the fact that what you hear at AA meetings about step 11 is all kinds of fucking pie in the sky, weird fucking shit. It's heartbreaking, dude, because there's actually the possibility to live a considered thought life and to be productive in seeking more power. The Backseat Driver Podcast with Dex Farmer. This week on the Backseat Driver Podcast with Dex Farmer, actress, producer, and Dex's wife, Caitlin Campana. Uh, well, Dex, uh, thanks for having me on your show and uh, allowing me to uh, talk about the trying experiences we've had. Yes, yes, there's a, uh, there's a lived experience. There's a lived oh, experience. Okay. There's a shared oh, did, lived uh-huh. experience. Yes. I, well, right. We've shared the same. I'm, I'm, we've been living the same experiences for the past couple years. Oh, yeah. It, it's been difficult. And, uh, oh. Well, if you just if you just give me a second, this, there is never to, there's never a destination. Well, well, no, I beg to differ. I feel like the there is a destination. Yeah. The destination would be living in a functional, uh, cooperative, oh. productive partnership. As for me, as for me, someone who, um, who's been in recovery so long, okay. someone who's been there. Who's, uh, Dex, I'm not entirely sure where you're going with that, but um, it doesn't really seem to be on track with what I'm trying to get at. There's no there's no end. This goes on forever. Oh, oh there is an end. Uh, this partnership could end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are maddening. You never let anyone speak. That's interesting. Oh, it's interesting. I don't know how you have a podcast. Now, back to what I was trying to get to here, and which is basically um, I have 18 years. Uh, Dex, you drank a bottle of NyQuil last night. Oh, I, 18 years. 18, I've been, I've been sober for my drug of choice for 18 years. Uh, Uh, You literally speak over all of your guests just about yourself all the time. It's like you're Mark Maron or something, but like less interesting somehow. The Backseat Driver Podcast with Dex Farmer. Available wherever you get your podcasts. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still an experience and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Mm-hmm. So just in the beginning of that, in thinking about a day we may face indecision, we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. 
So like how many meetings do you go into open discussion meetings where, where the, somebody just goes, all right, who's got a problem? <laughs> who's got the topic? Yep. You know? And somebody's like, well, you know, I just, oh, I'm having trouble setting boundaries in my life and I'm mm-hmm. just not exactly sure how to, you know, that's like a majority of the meetings we're in. Right. Um, I like to play the game that uh, Fred taught me early on is what is the big book not saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the big book is not telling us to go to a meeting and, uh, and bring up all of my problems. You know what I mean? The big book isn't telling me to call my sponsor with every issue that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying, let's ask God for an inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. And this is the spiritual discipline stuff, you know, on awakening and retiring at night, set us up so that we can have the opportunity as well as all the previous steps, including 10, allow us for the opportunity to have this, this, this connection with this higher power. So we're actually going to be looking towards this higher power to have actual inspiration on how we should handle these things in our life. Mm. And this was kind of, you said it earlier, John, but like pie in the sky is the way I viewed it early on. I was like, this is Mm -hmm. fucking weird. This is weird. This is, this is beyond, um, anything that I've ever done before. And I, and I don't know if this is going to work, Right. but I was encouraged to do these, you know, do these directions. And, and I was always encouraged by a sponsor when I would call with an issue, first of all, where, where are you at with the 10 step with it? And then have you brought God into the fold? Have you mm-hmm. asked for intuitive thought or decision? Mm-hmm. What is your inspiration telling you on this? So he wasn't directing, he wasn't giving me answers to my life anymore. Mm. That was like well past. He was saying, all right, what is this? What is your thoughts? Have you brought this to God? You know? Right. So we were involving a higher power in, in this thing now. So we've done all of this work really for two reasons. One, to be useful and helpful to other people and to have a relationship with a higher power that's going to lead and direct my life. Those are our goals here. So this is really where that, that, that we're doing that in this 11th step. Right. Yeah. I think, um, so to, uh, for me, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to read the first seven words of the next paragraph because no this fuck, me, man, come am on. I not, am I not allowed to? God damn. Screw it. I'm, Roland I'm, I'm is going the designated reader. Well, yeah. sorry, you can skip it. You can start on the eighth word. It says, I'm going to go to the usually, I'm going to take my <laughs> headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> we usually conclude the period of meditation. Mm-hmm. There's a key word there, right? So it's, um, meditation. So, not period. Get your head out of the gutter, Roland. So, um, so, you know, they're describing in the paragraph that you just read, what it looks like anytime they're talking about meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean a lot of what we assume, because again, I, this is my, this is my belief. Uh, 60% of the people you're going to hear talking about the 11th step in a meeting have never actually read these pages. What they've read is the steps on the wall and they saw prayer and meditation and they have an idea of what meditation is. It's a Buddhist. It's, you know, sitting on the mountaintop. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, I've been to yoga. Like I get it. We, we always, we always sit quietly for 30 seconds before we start stretching. Like, um, I'm into meditation, you know, like I get it. Right. And so it's like, this is, I know what meditation is, but that's not what it's talking about at all. You know, what it's talking about is a very, um, intentional, uh, mm-hmm. thought life, mm-hmm. right. About the 24 hours ahead and about bringing a very specific problem. Right. So like, as I go through my day, I'm a, tell you like 90% of the time, 90% of the day, it's like, 
pretty well good. I'm feeling pretty solid about it. I have a pretty, I've already got inspiration or I already feel like, or it's just standard day shit that I'm not really too worried about. Right. But then there's, then you come up against that. I got to have that tough conversation with that person mm. or like that sponsee has called me three days in a row. And every time he calls, I feel like I'm failing him with the way I'm answering the thing he's asking me. And he's, I know he's calling again today and I'm going to ask God like, okay, God, what do you like? What do you want me to say? Mm. What should I say? Right. And the, the meditation to me is like that, just that moment of like waiting to see if God drops something onto me. And the thing I love is that it's like, there are going to be times when you're going to think God was like, here you go. Here's a fucking nugget, you know? Right. And then you're going to take that out into the world and you're going to completely screw something up. And it's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. As long as what Roland was talking about, as long as at the end of that same day, you're bringing this first thing that we talked about and you're bookending that, that entire day, right? It's very difficult um, to get too far from God. If you're connecting uh, with God twice a day in this way, right? right it's very challenging. And I like that it, you know, it says we relax and take it easy. Mm. I mean, that's suggesting that we're struggling with something. Mm. Yes. Uh, it takes me back to the place in the book about, you know, the, the delusion that we could rest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if we only manage well. Like rest as in like I'm wrestling. Right. I'm right. wrestling with my problems. I'm wrestling with these issues. I'm wrestling with difficult decisions to make in life or relationship or all the shit that comes with life. Mm. And here it's telling us we relax and take take it easy. You know, I'm 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 channeling that internal turmoil and and discontentment towards outward towards whom I can help, and mm-hmm. then I'm just taking it easy and waiting for God to give me direction here. Right, right. You know, and it's something my sponsor pointed out early on is that's not immediate. It's like <laughs> I'm always looking for the immediate answer to my problem. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm having a difficult situation here at work, God. Now, if you could fucking give me an answer in the next three minutes while I, you know, have you, that'd be great. But <laughs> that's not Clock's ticking, works. buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's saying, no, go, go help people. You're at work, go work, man. You know, and then the inspiration comes. Yeah. And that's my, been my experience is, is that it comes. It's just not on my timeline, which is the real difficult thing, you know? So your um, God, your God is not, a big metal rectangle that says snacks on the side. And then you go B three and it's like, then a Snickers falls just immediately (laughs) vending machine. God strange that that's exactly what my God is. I I read your gratitude list. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, not to detour here, but I, I used to, you want to know what my, my previous 11th step was, you know, as to, I had a, a daily reflections. I had an as Bill sees it. I had a great, a, I had a grapevine. My sp- my sponsor told me to put my sh- shoes under my bed. That way, I would hit my knees in the morning to go get them as oh, a reminder to pray. I would. Do I don't my, know how to crouch. <laughs> I would do all of those readings every morning, as well as a passage from the big book, and I would choose a passage. Usually, it was like a story in the back of the book. No. You know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, this is obviously previous to me actually getting sober, but right. this was like oh, my 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 thoughts of, of like what eleven was. You know, it's of your own creation, right? And uh, here it's just directing us otherwise. So, and what you're describing is is what nine out of ten times I hear someone in AA say that their morning routine is like when yeah. you ask them. 
Yeah. So what's your Don't morning forget routine? Third step prayer and, and seven step prayer. Right. Right. Don't forget those, which yeah. are the same exact prayer. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to say the same thing twice. Yeah. I always say the responsibility statement. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rephrase it. Um, so I, a couple things on that. The, the flip side of the fact that you like, cause there's a, I think probably all, I would venture all three of us have a, a very specific person in mind, like not an actual one, like one dude, but a very specific type of person you know, like the ankle monitor, sweatpants kind of kind of crowd, um, who's just kind of rattling off this like hodgepodge of like, yeah, I got a daily reflections. I got a, you know what I mean? It's like all this different. There's like, wow, that's a lot of fucking stuff to, to do. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, and you know, yes. one of the things that you said when you were talking about the stuff you just read was that um it works mm. you know it's like I, I did this stuff and it works right and what instantly comes to my mind is that it doesn't work in and of itself right like the thing again the thing the directions they're not magical it's not a fucking magic wand you're not gonna you know, say it and then a bean spout sprout's going to fucking grow up and, you know, you'll climb up and get a golden egg or whatever. It's not magic, right? Um, and the book talks about this. On page 44, it says, if a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might. We could try as hard as possible mm -hmm. to be these things, to live by these standards. But the needed power wasn't there. So, like, really what we're talking about is, like, moot. If you have not gone through a process to get unblocked and connected to a power greater than yourself is a moot point. And it is circle jerky psycho babble. It's, it's pretty much just as valuable if you're incapable of applying it in your life. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, to me when I look at this and I look at all the other stuff I tried, I can see a clear set of directions here. And in the other stuff, maybe a, a couple directions here or there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a recovered person who's gone through this process and then continues to grow my spiritual condition in this way, this seems way more valuable than a lot of that other stuff to me. But mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, I don't think that anyone is under the delusion that AA has a lock on spiritual development. Right. And mm -hmm. like, like I talked about earlier, uh, the first time in my life I've ever kind of given an out to somebody writing a gratitude list. But I think if that's part of some type of process that someone who has recovered from alcoholic insanity is using in an application to get closer to this power, get more knowledge of God's will and to remain unblocked, if that's part of that. I don't think you're going to necessarily sabotage that goal, right? All of the stuff that we're talking about other than the 11 step directions, all of it is like positive stuff. You know, right. all of that stuff is, is meant with the best intention of, of helping, you know? Um, it just isn't instead of the 11 step directions, right? 
You know, this isn't, I'm going to write a gratitude list instead of doing it upon awakening, retiring at night. This right. isn't, you know, and that's important to point out that all that stuff can be valuable and useful. It's just with in conjunction with the, the directions. And that goes with a lot in, um, of the stuff that we, we hear in AA, you know? And the, the last thing that I'm thinking of with this specific reading is something that, you know, when you just, you guys haven't ever experienced hearing a big book quote out of context, have you? <laughs> Not once. Why? <laughs> so like, <laughs> don't show up any of my work meetings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wedding vows. Um, the, the, uh, or is it? We relax and take it easy. I have heard that used grossly out of context. Don't work the steps. Just relax. Right. Take it easy, dude. Dude, relax. Take it easy. You know, mm. um, but I think we put it on the wall somewhere in a right. Exactly. <laughs> but one thing that I like to draw people's attention to here with that paragraph, particularly when it's someone who has started living in 11 and they're doing it on a daily basis and they're asking questions that are, you know, seeking a better understanding about the work with 11. Um, it usually comes up that like, you know, let's keep in mind the context of that comment. The context of the comment is in thinking about our day. So while I'm sitting there and I've asked for these motives to be removed wrong motives and I'm considering my plans for the day while doing that I may not be able to determine which course to take now that happens to me a lot mm -hmm. where I'm just like usually the way it happens to me is I just realize like holy fuck I'm just zoning out right now like I'm just like fucking not on planet earth right mm -hmm. but it gives me directions on how to get back on course when considering my thoughts for the day here we ask God for inspiration, intuitive thought or decision. Relax, take it easy. Don't struggle. Wait for the right answer to come, right? Move on. Keep moving on. Keep considering your thoughts for the day. Because guess what's going to happen is later in the reading, we might not even finish all of it, but later in the reading, what it's going to say is, oh, also, remember that from earlier? During the day, don't fight these things. When you're agitated, pause ask for help, ask for guidance, and then, oh, yeah, uh, keep moving on. Go ahead. Go right. on, right? Trust that God's going to show up and turn your thoughts to somebody you can be useful to. I want to just, uh, I just want to, a couple quick things. I know we're going, I knew this was going to happen. I, I knew we were going to go super long on this on these paragraphs. But um, so first thing is, I just want to point out that, uh Anytime in the book, in my, this is a, not like a factual thing. This is just my opinion. It's something I share with sponsees. It's something I use. Anytime in the book, it says we ask that to me, that's a prayer. Right. Right. So, um, I love it. I love what you just said, John, about like how you, cause I mean, that's the other thing is like, I don't ever want anybody to listen to this and think that we're like some spiritual gurus who like sit quietly in the morning. And it's like, dude, like I'm constantly having to like check myself and bring myself mm -hmm. back into the sure. flow of what it is I'm trying to do, you know, even after practice and doing all this. Right. But I, I would actually just like to ask you each a question. And I think, I know John and I have talked about it. I just can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but the longer I do this, um, and I'm curious if this is your experience, the longer I do this, uh, this exact 
process, um, the more that the actual inspiration that I receive is to do nothing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, you're kind of speaking to what I was, what I was just thinking about, which is the line that what used to be the hunch of the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I don't even notice inspiration a lot of the times because it's mm-hmm. just become, right. you know, the way that I operate. And a lot of what I notice is a uh, pause, you know, uh, it's to do nothing. It's right. that when I'm, when I'm thinking about something I have in decision, it's, it's, just chill for a sec. Let's take a step back, you know, cause my still my, my, um, it's like my body screams for action for me right. to take action for right. me to manage this, for me to handle this, for me to, um, mo- motivated by self-involvement, you know, how can I make this work for my best interest? And what I've noticed a lot is that, uh, the inspiration that I feel most frequently is hold on a second. Yeah, just wait. Let's and chill on this. It makes me think about. So a friend of ours reached out earlier because he this week because he has, he wanted uh, clarification on the on my uh, on the wheelbarrow. You know um, the difference <laughs> between was faith that? and trust. The patented the di- <laughs> wheelbarrow yeah, analogy. The patented wheelbarrow analogy. Just some, can't get over your, your pronunciation of that. Is it a wheelbarrow or it's a wheelbarrow? I think it's wheelbarrow. I googled it. I thought it was wheelbarrow too. But I'm we'll go with wheelbarrow on this podcast. I think I now, say so. wheelbarrow though. Yeah, me too. But I think, <laughs> obviously, as proven by the last thirty seconds of the podcast. Wait, wait. I now, now I'm gonna I'm agitated. Everybody needs to just to hang pause. on for a second. Hold on, while I look this up. Do you see how uh, the inspiration wheelbarrow? Like, yeah, there you go. The Decemberists were right. Yep. Anywho, um, my point is, is that, uh, exactly what you're just talking about, Roland. Like I, and then what I think about is I think about literally sitting in the wheelbarrow on the tightrope, right. But I imagine what it would look like if I was struggling. Yeah. If I was trying to have my way with it, you know, (laughs) while like tightrope walker dudes, just like, nah, bro, just relax and take it easy. Like I've got you. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get. And what I've realized, like the more, the more and more, um, I do this is like, it's like, God's like, dude, I've got so many other plans that you don't even know about. Like if right. you would just chill out, everything would just work out perfectly. Yeah. And all I really need from you is just to take an um, interest in the welfare of others. You focus on that. And every time that I do that and I stop struggling on whatever the thing is, that's got me believing that, you know, I need to somehow, you know, impart some effort on my part. It, it works out. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, yet to not work out, I should say. And a lot of the times I struggle with these things. I relax. I take it easy. I, you know, divert my attention to those that I can help. The problem is solved. And uh, it's not even that action was needed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. it, there wasn't anything that I needed to do. There was or no, you discover there was not even a problem. In there the was no with. problem. Yeah. In the From the very right. beginning. It was just the shit that I get neurotic about as, you know, and, yeah. and it's and it, there was no it wasn't even inspiration necessarily other than just go fucking help somebody, you know? And then on the flip side, not only was there not a problem when I do stop struggling and when I do focus on what I meant to do, which is to help others, the rewards 
are incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beyond the, you know, the obvious like freedom of the bondage of, of drinking and all that, but like the rewards beyond that, like the, um, you know, everything else that we get, the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you two right now, I mean, what an incredible gift you know, that the three of us get to share each other's lives. Um, you're welcome. you know, this is not possible without, yeah. what'd you say? I said, you're welcome. <laughs> stepping on your I thought you were going to be like, I, cause I thought if I, if it was me, I would have been like, well, I don't know how much of a gift it is. <laughs> no, actually I was sitting here a minute ago. I don't know, like 10 minutes ago. I was like, this is three people who actually do this thing. <laughs> like, as I meet so many we, people in AA who like, yeah, I kind of do some of that. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, this is like I sponsor a bunch of them. Yeah, it was like, you're literally, you're, you're like three people who do all of this stuff. The, the only other thing that before we move on, the only other thing that I'm thinking right now is in tandem with what Fred mentioned. Um, from 86 through 88, there's like, there's like, I don't know, 20 prayers. Like there, there's like a whole bunch of prayers, right? So many. Yeah. And with that in mind, one of the most confounding things that I hear in meetings is this like <laughs> glib, dismissive. Let me turn to page 59. This weird, this weird summation of step 11, you know, it's like some, some guy will be like, well, it says, uh, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So, uh, I think I'll just do that. I think I'll literally just go, Hey God, what's your will for me? And, uh, give me the power to carry that out. And that's what I do. Like, have you guys heard people do this in meetings? Yes. And they do it like they're like, uh, like flexing in the mirror or something. Um, (laughs) and I'm just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, tough guy. There's like 20 fucking prayers in here. Did you miss all this stuff? There's a, there's a whole bunch of prayers and a whole bunch of things to do for 11. And I think that like, one of you guys said it earlier perfectly like they're talking about a 11 off the wall you know they're 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 reading they're doing the the only requirement for membership you know they're doing like the reading it off the wall version of step 11 and it's just like i don't know you did did you do four off of the wall too like or you know i don't know chance chances are in modern aa you did some like 15 page fucking worksheet you know for four mm. but 11 for some reason oh that oh yeah you know just say just say what the step says right just do that and say you're fa- you know i think maybe we'll do mm. that okay <laughs> all right okay we usually conclude this period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems we ask especially for freedom we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. See why. If circumstances warrant, we can ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. 
If not members of a religious body, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's, pre- from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right, making use of what they offer. Mm. Um, I mean, it points to, uh, you know, there's other helpful shit out here. Right. There's other avenues for spiritual development and right. spiritual growth. You know, this isn't the end-all, be-all. I like uh, what Bill Wilson called it, spiritual kindergarten. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're getting our first introduction into the spiritual life here. We're just scratching the surface and there's more that can be done, you know. Um, and I also like uh, be quick to see religious people are right because religious people are always right. So <laughs> you guys can go ahead and jump in. All, all religions are always yeah. right <laughs> about all things. <laughs> No, I mean, when you're reading that, I'm like, wow, whole bunch of prayers in there. <laughs> yeah. Whole, whole bunch of directions to say specific types of prayers about specific things and mm-hmm. carry specific attitudes into my actions <laughs> and to be open to specific things. <laughs> it's just like a lot of, dire- a lot of direction. <laughs> I think, I think the, yeah. the, the mistake with a lot of, Big book folks is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I do on awakening. I do when we retire at night. Well, okay, cool. There's other tools in eleven. I guess is all I'm saying. Right. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of fucking meat on the bones of eleven. Here's yeah. the okay. Last time I'm gonna bash on what I hear in meetings, but how, how have you guys <laughs> heard this one? Yeah, probably. Um, have you guys heard this one? Like, uh, yeah, as part of my eleven step, my sponsor told me to go to seven different churches and sit through the the uh, the the session or you know the 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 sermon or whatever and discover. Yeah, what do you? I don't know the what the fuck session. they call it. The class <laughs> is that what it is? The class? Um, yeah, we call sesh. it class. It's called Bible session. So and then. Um, yeah, and then just you know, and I've mentioned this before. Um, I think I talked about it on one of the recently recorded episodes, but like, you know, I've actually done this with, you know, where I've invited my wife into the morning meditation and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's one of my, it's, it's one of my favorite spiritual practices that I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's any, anything, um, you know, any, I don't know. There's just, it's something really magical about it. Right. I, yeah. I did. I did that know. too. I, my significant other, we decided to, um, start doing a, a morning, um, an evening, um, uh, practice together. And it, it just like elevated us and put us on this different plane, you know, mm-hmm. where it, it, like at the time we were having trouble finding the time with kids, with, with life, with all of this stuff to just have those intimate moments together and it, and it brought us to this different plane as it talks about in our relationship where both of us were just like, you know, whatever problems, whatever issues, whatever things that we had that we felt like we needed to discuss or talk about it just like, for some reason, just put all that stuff to rest, you know, for the most part, it was, it was really beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've had the experience several times, um, like, uh, Oh, we're going to, look at our finances and discuss a, a new, new budget, you know, and we sit there in prayer and we have like a reverent moment of silence and reflect and then go into it 
as much of one mind as possible with the goal to be creating a, a more harmonious union. And it, mm-hmm. and it, and it takes two people who are very weird about money, uh, and, and presents them with this opportunity to like be more loving in that area together. And on the other side of it, you're just like, wow, that went really well. I feel so good about that. And I just like, what, mm-hmm. what, what on mm-hmm. earth? And I think that the whole, the whole point of all the stuff that we're talking about is I can be a living fucking miracle. Someone who was doomed, who's been physically removed from alcohol and who has had the miracle happen where my mind has changed and I no longer have a mind that's going to take me back to alcohol and still have all of this other human shit, all of these character defects, all of these wrong motives, all this stuff that I now get to work on being purified of in some cases and in other cases turned into assets and my experience overcoming them or dealing with them, taking them through this work, showing others how to do the same thing and bringing that into my work and into my home, my family life and applying this in everything that I'm doing in order to become more spiritually fit, you know, and to develop this experience that I've had in the steps. And it's, uh, if the people who talk about this like emotional sobriety, you know, if the people who kind of like gatekeep whatever the fuck that corny shit is, <laughs> if the people who like act like that is some next frontier would just try living this, I think that they would get that like that's what this is. This is not you're like all the wishful thinking in the world couldn't have produced this, but these actions produce this. And that's as emotionally sober as I can think of someone being where their entire set of motivation is completely changed. Right. I mean, do you have 15 years sober? He doesn't 14.9. No. <laughs> well, then you have You haven't gotten to the place where they give you the alternate book on how to work on emotional sobriety. So I I'm think you're like speaking. such a fucking clown when they Dude. give me that book. Mm-hmm. With all the Ugh. shit talking I've done, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna make you wait till you're 16. Yeah. <sighs> Penalty, flag on the Penalty play. Year. Yeah. Penalty <laughs> year. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves, "Many times each day, Thy will be done." We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self pity, or foolish decisions. We, be, we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined. So we let God discipline us in the simple way we've just outlined. But this is not all there is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, what a thick meaty paragraph, right? Can you um, possibly edit that out? <laughs> I'm going to make a fucking dubstep remix of just thick, meaty, thick, thick meaty, thick, meaty, 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 meaty
<laughs> what a just a meaty meaty. No, there's a lot of substance. I'm just a spicy to the- meaty boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much substance to this this last couple of paragraphs. I mean, it's just it's packed full. Right. Um, I mean, I guess the start in the beginning of it, the, the, you know, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. It's a direction. You know, right. when I get agitated, when I get doubtful, when I'm unsure which course to take, it's telling uh, telling me right there, pause, chill, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I can't remember where it is in the book that talks about, you know, alcoholics or um, live by self-propulsion. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really how I, I, I still feel that throughout my life today where I was just talking about it earlier. I still feel this yearning to, to like take action over this stuff. Right. And I've recognized that today as times to pull back and pause. Mm-hmm. Um, thy will be done. God, give me direction. You know, what is my next steps? What is my next actions to be? Uh, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. So we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did. We were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. That was really big for me. I I was, God, I was so self-motivated all the time and self-propelled that I, it's like I would previous to the 12 steps and trying to stay sober and not having any of the solution. I, it's like I would wake up at noon and be ready for a nap by two. You know, (laughs) I was like, I was so tired all the time. I was just fighting life tooth and nail everywhere. I went at all times, just trying to arrange it so that I could be happy, you know, cause that was the delusion I lived with is that it, this is, I just need to work harder. You know, I just need to try harder. I just need to exert more will here and I'll get this shit. And when I relinquish that control, I let something else drive. When I'm allowing myself to just get out of the way enough, all of a sudden I have this energy that I, I don't know where it comes from. Shows me when I'm fighting. You know, I can tell when I'm fighting because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm less effective in my life. I'm inefficient. I have a knack to move towards like social media, TV. Let me zone out, you know, because I'm trying to escape the realities of life. Mm-hmm. That's the, those are the the points that I can see that, it's like, okay, where am I at with 11? Where am I at with 10? You know, where am I at with 12? Mm-hmm. Those are usually the, the spots that I can tell when I've, um, cause I, I'm, I'm tired, you know, and that's right. the obvious thing to me that I can see. Right. Yeah. I think I just have one thing to say about this last paragraph. And that is to me, these are the 11 step promises. Sure. You know? Um, and I always like to point that out to my sponsees. Like while, you know, like, especially like, you know, you hear again, you hear a lot like, um, Oh, you know, as a pause or whatever, like to me, that's a, that's a promise that like, if you're doing all this other stuff, these are things that God is going to grant to you, you know? Um, and, uh, and that, that's been my experience as well. What occurs to me during some of this, um, is that, there's a certain type of person, I don't know, maybe a lot of fucking types of people, to whom the three of us talking right now, if we if we removed all the fuck shit piss, if we removed all the swear words and all that stuff, and um, Roland's <laughs> thing about how meaty everything is. Um, no. so, so meaty. If 
if we removed all of like the foul language and you know general smartassery or whatever, or maybe with even some of that left in, you would I, have no viewers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we would sound more like a basement Bible group than most mm-hmm. basement Bible right. groups, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I yep. I realize that in in reading this and relating our direct practical everyday experience with it, we sound like religious people talking about a religion. I hundred mm-hmm. percent understand that. Um, now, whether you fall on the side of like, oh, that's cool, that's groovy, or you fall on the side of like. That's that's kind of weird. I'm kind of off put or on the side that I would have and did before I started the 12 steps, which was like, fuck those corny losers. Right. Yeah. No matter where you are on that spectrum, I can tell you this one thing. The one thing I would, I can tell you is it works. It really does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it fucking works. You know, um, again, to to my reading earlier, like um, I'm not willing this stuff to happen. It's exactly what Roland was just talking about. This is not about a more forceful exertion of my will. This is not about me trying harder. In fact, we just read a few things that tell me like, stop, stop, yeah. <laughs> dude, stop. Ask for guidance. And just, hey, you know what? Just like you did with the men's, go do something for somebody else and let mm. this power work on this thing. And pause. I always tell this to people I sponsor. I've probably said on the podcast a hundred times. Pause could be five minutes. Pause could be six months. It. Mm. I fucking pause the shit out of things, dude. Mm-mm. And the weird thing is that usually the longer the pause, the easier the pause because I get to see that the delusion that I was ever in control of it is just that. Mm. It's a fucking delusion. Yep. And the process, like I said, whittling down earlier, the process is exactly what that last paragraph says. God is going to discipline me. And it says that on top of that, it's a simple thing to do it's a, it's a simple outline for me to live my life in a way that this power can continue to shape me yep yeah i mean this helped me in so many other ways just besides you know the obvious i think that all of a sudden i was just so undisciplined just right. generally speaking previous to having any sort of uh, 11 step practice once i started implementing this stuff in my life i started to see but I was more disciplined in other areas. Right. You know, I saw God disciplining me in, in a, a tons of different areas that didn't, I didn't see coming, you know, mm-hmm. you'd mentioned something earlier about, um, what was it? Meatiness. Yeah. It was something about being thicky, super meaty thicky and meat. thick. Oh God. Now I just didn't have a belief uh, that this would work. 
you know, I really didn't have a belief that this just seemed too far fetched and too far gone. You know, like I just didn't think that I was somebody that this would work for. Right. Yep. It almost worked better at that point, you know, because right. I, mm-hmm. I just was, I didn't have any belligerent denial towards it. I just thought, I don't, I don't see this happening. Right. right. And after getting to this place and having the experience, it worked so well, right. you know, that it's like my life now it's my love, you know, and I was right. one of the people that was, would say that just would bristle with, with antagonism when I would hear somebody talk about God, right. You know, in a meeting. And now it, as a result of these, these steps up into this point, and then including 12, now God is a central fact of my life. You know, now it is my life. So. Hell yeah. So we've already done 12 questions with you. Yeah. So we're kind of doing with our repeat guests, we're kind of doing a little thing um, called a couple questions. <laughs> It's a game I used to play with the cops. Uh, come here, I got a couple questions for you. <laughs> yeah, I, that was like my my most sincere attempt at like a meeting maker joke. I apologize. For that. <laughs> um, it sounded lame. Good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, okay, Roland, a couple questions for you, here, bud. First off, for me, what's more disrespectful? Knitting through an entire meeting. Or farting through an entire meeting? Knitting, by far. <laughs> okay. I don't think I need to give explanation to that. Knitting. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'd, a I'd, lesser a lesser person would have asked about the <laughs> ventilation system. <laughs> <laughs> one of those is a natural uh, bodily function. So What I notice is the people that get frustrated with the knitting are the same people that get frustrated when people are on their cell phones. Mm. You ever notice that? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, any anything I don't like sucks. I think that's probably the rule. <laughs> you shouldn't do whatever I yeah, like at, the, at the meetings. Ever. Whatever I'm currently <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, who has the least, who has the the less shitty Mexican food? Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> Or Indianapolis, Indiana, Columbus, Ohio, by far. Really, really, yeah. It's that bad. Really, Indianapolis has decent Mexican food. We have a oh, large no, Hispanic population. He's okay. asking you the opposite. Yeah, so you're saying that double negative Indianapolis has you. better Mexican food. Who has better Mexican food? Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can go all day long. I go to all sorts of places in the city that serve amazing. I think what in Columbus there was. I think I found one place in my entire time there that served decent Mexican food, Los Gauchos. We now have two. What's the other? Tula Taqueria. Where's it at? Uh, Polaris. Yeah, it's right by the mall. I, or Powell. I, I can't ever remember. But yeah, it's up there. And every time you mention it, like the South Texas snob in me wants to be like, that fucking place, dude. Come on. Well, it's... I mean, it's the bar is set low. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the better ones there. Yes, I agree. I agree. Is it like a Cameron Mitchell restaurant? <laughs> it is. It's a Cameron <laughs> Mitchell. It's, it's Cameron Mitchell's Tula Taqueria. <laughs> did open a Mexican place. He threw a couple sombreros on the wall, and it was like, yeah, this is Mexican. Yeah, that is legitimately his tacos. His, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, you so he legitimately yeah, opened a Mexican place in the short north, and you just described it. <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, local cantina is pretty good. I like that they have uh, sriracha at every table. <laughs> Dude, when we moved there, it would be like uh, people would be like, "Oh, you you're you're from San Francisco. Oh, well, you should. There's great Mexican food here." And we'd be like, "Cool." You know, we didn't know any better. We just moved there, didn't know anything about it. We were like, "Oh, cool." And then it would always be followed with, "You should go to this Condado place." So we're like, <laughs> "Okay, let's check it out." And we go, and it's like these tiny little five dollar tacos. We're just like, "What is happening?" And like, "Oh, it's a, a pork belly with chorizo gastrique." And uh, it was just like, "What? Can you gastrique <laughs> chorizo? What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> What the fuck? Anyway, okay. I don't know. There's like a uh, Columbus has good food. Hard stop. No, you don't. You don't have good food. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You want to fuck, Mary kill, or a would you rather? I want to fuck. So uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Um, meth, heroin, mm. weed. Mm. Kill weed. I mean, I'll kill it. Fucking, that was too easy. Get it out of there. Dude, weed sucks. All three of us just threw our hands up when I said weed. <laughs> nah. this, is a, this is a really difficult and a really good question. This is a really good question. I, I, cr- I, no. I, I tailor this to each person I ask it to. For instance, mm-hmm. I had written Coke, but I said meth to you. Thank you. So this is an interesting... Uh, uh, I, I was a 10-year hope-to-die heroin addict. And uh, I was able to stop doing heroin by just shooting up crystal methamphetamine every day. Bingo. So I, 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 I have a love-hate relationship. Um, I got to say that definitely kill marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry heroin, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fuck the shit out of some meth. Yep. Dude. I really was the question's struggling not with... gone another way. I don't think. Yeah. Don't you? I'm on the fence, though. I could see. I could see. Uh, I could see about 18 months in wanting to get a divorce. Yeah. And seeing if meth was still available. Yeah, meth would always be available. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get I so. Have... Par- I would get so paranoid smoking weed. I can't smoke weed anymore. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, it used to be like my main love of my life for like 20 years and right. uh towards the end i can't i couldn't even Mm-mm. i would smoke a little bit and it was like i was 13 again i would get yep. so yeah. paranoid my heart would pound i would get like anxiety so bad i don't get I don't it I, there was there were times in my life where i was like toward the end it was just like inhaling a panic attack just like yeah. a little, like a little coke <laughs> off of a fucking joint. It was just like, okay, I don't know if this is going to be like a really enjoyable high, uh, like college experience, or if this is just going to be like, I need to go to the hospital. Like I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and like every new girlfriend I'd have would like inevitably watch me, you know, be hard up for some other kind of drug and turn to the you know, like bookshelf and be like, well, I know I have some weed on top of that thing. And then I'd like toke a little bit. And then like an hour later, she's like talking me down as I'm like washing my face in the mirror for the seventh time. (laughs) (laughs) Is this going to be forever? (laughs) I talk about paranoia, but I, I, you know, I used to do meth and think that Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department SWAT team is going to kick in my door for me and my 10 bag of meth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
We've been on to you, Roland. Yeah, we seen force. Yeah, <laughs> forty-five cops uh, coming in my room. Uh, thank you so much for doing the season finale with us, man. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. It's been fun. It was great. It was awesome. It's uh, yeah. a new record for us, maybe to read three pages in an hour and a half. Actually, actually, I think pretty... the step ten directions took us longer. Now I think about and it. Maybe. And they're shorter. Anyway, great. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> thanks, Roland. See you yeah, thanks, next guys. season. This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.